Welcome to Bible Q&A, a monthly podcast discussion with the faculty of Luther Seminary, where we explore everything you wanted to know about the Bible but were afraid to ask. I'm Cameron Howard. I'm Catherine Schifferdecker. And we are delighted today to have with us Mary Hess, Professor of Educational Leadership here at Luther. Welcome, Mary. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, good to have you with us, Mary. And thank you for writing the essay for us this month. So the question I want to start out with is, uh, what in the world does justice have to do with the Bible? What a huge question. And what a hard essay to write. And, and sitting here looking at the two of you, I'm thinking, this is really interesting, being the education person talking to the two Old Testament faculty about justice. <laughs> but I think one of the things is it's very, you can't talk about the Bible and not talk about justice. Mm-hmm. I think if you, especially if you think about justice in terms of the English word that covers an awful lot of other words in Hebrew and Greek that have to do with God's relationship with God's people. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole the whole of the text on some level is about justice, if you think about it in those terms. Yeah, there's lots of talk about justice for the orphan and the widow and the foreigner, and um, God seems to care about justice and things as small as the marketplace, right? You shall have just scales and just weights and... Uh, you shall not, you know, don't cheat one another in in the marketplace. So all the way to, of course, caring again for the widows and the orphans and those who are most vulnerable in society. And for all of creation. Yes, yeah, exactly. I appreciated in your essay how you took us outside of um, justice in the sort of legal sense, which is a part of it, certainly, in Scripture, um, sort of exactly, so, someone does something wrong, what happens to them? <laughs> a sort of punishment view of justice. But you talked about um, also the restorative nature of justice um, in Scripture, that justice isn't just about meeting out punishments, um, but about making things right again. And I think that's one of the most beautiful and powerful pieces about it, actually, and I think it's one of the most difficult and dangerous things about the way in which we tend to talk about justice in popular culture or in other kinds of settings, because oftentimes language of justice becomes punishment or revenge, or it's just if this, or it's about fairness. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the stories in the Bible are not so much about fairness per se. They're about God's relationship with God's people and the wholeness of that relationship. And many times it's a wholeness that it's very hard to understand. It's partly why I get frustrated, actually, when people use biblical texts to talk about justice as if this is the hammer I'm going to bring down on your head, right, for having done this this way or not having done this in a certain way. I appreciated your, your delving into Hebrew. I know that's not, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that not was... your forte, uh, but I appreciated your bringing up these three words, tzedakah and shalom and mishpat, I don't know if this is true. I've spent some time in Israel, but not enough to know this. I've never, I've never gone to a car mechanics in in, uh, in Israel. But the story I've heard is that when you get your car fixed in Israel in modern Hebrew, the the mechanic will say it's sadiq, it's uh-huh. it's right, right? Mm-hmm. Like sadiq is often translated righteousness, as you say. Sometimes translated justice. Um, but it has to do with being what you're made what you're to be. supposed to be, right. yes. Uh, working in, be. in being right, you know, mm-hmm. being whole, I guess, is, is one way to talk about it. Of course, it, it's also often used to talk about being in accordance with God's laws, so I don't think we can ignore mm-hmm. that part of tzedakah, either righteousness 
or justice. But mishpat is one of those really interesting words too, though, and I, I've heard it described as as two sides of the same coin. So it can either it is often translated either justice or judgment. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we think about the split in uh, American society and in the church, I mean, one part of the church you could say talks a lot about judgment, right? If we talk about the right wing of the church. Uh, and the other part talks a lot about justice, the left wing of the church. And yet in Hebrew and in the Old Testament, there are two sides of the same coin. I like that um, insight. Mm-hmm. And it's about being in right relationship with God, you know, following God's uh, laws and ordinances. It's also about being in right, right relationship with one another and, and reaching towards that shalom that you talk about, That's that community-based mm-hmm. um, wholeness or the wholeness of the whole community. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, and I think that that vision of the whole and the vision of right relationship, which is, as you point out rightly, not just between us and God or between each other, but also between us and God and all of creation. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I mean, you'll be able to say much more about things like the Deuteronomic Code and the ways in which it appears in other kinds of texts there, but I think understanding that that justice is fundamentally deeply relational is a very key piece and it follows itself not just from the Hebrew Bible from the Old Testament into the it's also in the New Testament and I think that part of what is so startling for folks sometimes when we're reading some of these texts is how it surprises us right it's a we is is it just that all the workers in the vineyard some who started at the beginning of the day and some who started at the end of the day get paid the same you know, and if we think about that in terms of fairness, right, the way in which a lot of mm-hmm. people in contemporary culture think about justice is about fairness, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But if that's not what God's justice is about, God's justice is about the wholeness of our relationship and the sense, in fact, that perhaps those workers at the end of the day, they lived in their own uncertainty and their own lack from the beginning, and God's justice is about abundance. It's not about meeting out in little... That's partly why I I was so interesting. When I was reading all these texts, and this is me, right, trying to figure out how to make sense of the reams of stuff I was digging into to try to figure out how could I come up with 900 words about (laughs) justice in the Bible. Um, Partly why I ended up with those three Hebrew words was because I was so moved by the descriptions of this deeper, wider more holistic way of thinking about what justice is. And that vision funds a lot of the work. I think you're right. The right wing of the church, the left wing of the church, when we get stuck in that polarity, mm-hmm. instead of thinking about what's the the wholeness of all that we are engaged in, we, we find ourselves in trouble. And God is constantly calling us back out of that. Yeah. And I think one key to coming back to that wholeness would be to say that it it is both about individuals and it's about the community. So it's not, you know, the Bible is certainly concerned with societal justice. It is also concerned with individual responsibility Mm -hmm. and and right relationship and and following God's ordinances. So it's it's both an individual responsibility and a communal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that's intimately bound together. You can't separate them. Yes. One thing... I notice in conversations about justice is that a lot of times, and and this is not incorrect, I think we we talk about doing justice. Um, you know, when preachers will say at the church door, now now that our service is over, your service begins, right? With the pun on service, mm-hmm. that um, you know we come to worship and then we go out and serve. Um, but 
to me, there is something about doing justice and working for justice that is itself worship, that is itself a way to encounter God so that they are not separate ideas. Um, I think the prophets uh, in Old Testament scripture help us see this in particular, um, that, you know, what does the Lord require of you? This is the famous text in Micah 6. um, Yeah, in Micah 6, 8. Um, leading up to that, the, the the people cry out, with what shall I come before the Lord? You know, will the Lord be pleased with uh, thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil? Uh, and the prophet responds, he has told, told you, immortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with your God? I think it is not meant to say, don't do any of this worship stuff, don't do any of this sacrifice stuff, but rather that these things go together, that our worship practices and that our doing of justice um, are both ways in which we approach God and encounter God. Yes. And anybody who has been involved in the kind of social justice work that I think popular culture often defines as social justice knows that you cannot do it if you think it's just up to human beings, mm. right? Amen. So, yes, I mean, yes. there's, there's a way in which without being grounded, without being centered on an, on an understanding of the way in which God acts and God continues to act and God continues to re- reveal God's very self, uh, you can find yourself pulled into being deeply burned out. You can find yourself pulled into making assertions to people about, well, if you don't do it this way, then. Yeah, but you, mm-hmm. you turn judgmental. Yeah, you way. turn yeah. judgmental. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not that there's a, there's a distinction that actually often gets talked about um, in Buddhist thought about the difference between sympathy and compassion. And sympathy is something that you can get, you, you can fall into what's called sympathy fatigue. Right, where you end up feeling all the time like this terrible thing has happened and that terrible thing has happened and how am I going to do something about that? And, how, and I think sometimes that's the language that comes about when we fall into feeling like it's up to us mm-hmm. to solve. Like you get involved in social justice work so you can make the world a better place. Well, actually, it's God that's making the world a better mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. and we might participate mm-hmm. in that. And that's where the compassion piece comes in. That's the piece about understanding that it is... Um, I mean, there's a saying, it's not about going out and uh, seeking and finding love. It's about seeking and finding all the barriers to love that you have within yourself. You know, if God is constantly reaching out, it's, it's really not about our individual pieces. And the thing about justice as an act, as a form of prayer, as a form of worship, I think, is that that's the deep well, right? That's the, that's the space in which, in the middle of doing work on dismantling racism, and you begin to recognize, you know, that this is a systemic piece that is so difficult that there's no way to ever individually or through human action solve it. And yet, you want to be involved in it because the energy and the deep love that forms in communities that are engaged in trying to f- figure out how to come into right relationship mm-hmm. is very powerful. Mm-hmm. I really like that that last point, Mary, or your, your whole point, really, that, that it is God's work that we're about. We're not going to bring about God's kingdom on earth or God's sovereign reign. Uh, it's God's work, and we participate in God's mission, you know, mm-hmm. to use that missional language. And we do it out of a response to the relationship that 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 God has that God has instituted. Exactly, that's right. a good Lutheran insight from our Catholic. <laughs> yeah, okay. wow. Yeah, you don't want to get me going on all kinds of social justice, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I just I think that there is. A, 
One of the things that I deeply appreciate, and, and actually this f- was for me the gift of doing all this reading to try to figure out how to condense down into 900 words, which I'm not sure I did well, but the reading was powerful because it reminded me again of what it is to be a community of people who have been uh, engulfed in this promise and this grace mm-hmm. over centuries, right? Which means that we can trust in that love and we can trust in uh, the well, you know, it's the old line about hope is believing in spite of the evidence and watching the evidence change, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So there's a way in which um, the work that you get engaged in in working for social justice, it's about participating in that great creation that God is already doing. Thank you, Mary, for joining us. Yes, thanks, Mary. It's thanks been for a the fun invitation. conversation. Thanks for listening. You can find more information at enterthebible.org. Join us again. Thank you.